Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. Hello, everyone. I'm Jim Daring, bringing you another of Lauren Paul Decker's short stories here on Soul Chaser, the podcast. Lauren writes stories with a purpose about how God shows himself and his grace in everyday things. Today's Bible verse comes from the New Testament book of Hebrews, chapter 12 and verse 11. Now, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to them which are excised thereby. Today's story is called The Timeout Chair. The timeout chair at our house is used routinely. Having raised eight children over three decades, the chair in the corner has seen its fair share of little bottoms sitting in every imaginable attitudinal position, from repentance to defiance and everything in between. Once, one of my young children, and I won't say which one, came to me early in the morning and announced, I've got shame on me. He sent himself to the timeout chair where we discovered he had wet his pants. Apparently, in past pant-wetting episodes, we had used those words in frustration. Shame on you and they stuck. This was not our best parenting moment. The timeout chair is comfortable, not menacing in any visible way. I always wondered why it created such a sense of dread in little hearts, with nothing but its mere mention. I'll be honest to say that if I were having a rough day, and someone directed me to sit down for five minutes, I would be most grateful. However, to my children, the concept of sitting down has always been a trauma. I reckon it is the separation that they fear. Being isolated and alone can be most terrifying. I suppose the timeout chair is preferred by most children as the form of parental discipline they fear the least. This is true especially if the alternative is spanking. Although I did have a friend growing up whose mom had a soft touch when punishment was warranted. She once spanked him with an empty egg carton. He carried off his part in the discipline drama like an actor on stage, holding his bottom and begging for mercy. Please stop. You're killing me. Um, meanwhile, his mother swatted away. Afterward, he always kept a spare egg box handy to ensure his mother wouldn't go out looking for a more suitable switch. I am old enough to recall my fourth grade teacher taking student Randy behind the upright piano in front of our classroom and applying a 36-inch ruler to his seat of understanding using the Board of Education. 
She was tough, no doubt about it. She had Randy right across her knee. Never do I recall someone more aptly named than Randy. One dictionary defines the term Randy as being rude and inappropriate. He was certainly all that, and he had the yardstick marks to show for it. There was no time-out chair in my elementary school. I'm pretty sure the kids, like Randy, would have welcomed one. As for me, I was determined to steer clear of the area behind the upright spinet. And I did. Until seventh grade. Late for class, I was running down the hallway of the middle school I attended when I heard the school principal shout for me to stop. You! In the plaid shirt, he thundered. In my office, now. I came to a dead stop and obediently sat down in his corner office. I was in trouble, and I knew it. Running in the halls was a no-no that he enforced with a strict stance at his observation post outside his office door. His choice of discipline was to make me walk the long corridor back and forth for an hour. I was humiliated and repentant, bursting into tears after my ordeal was done. Being isolated and alone can be most terrifying. To be an outcast is a fright to the soul. Jesus described the place of eternal punishment as being outer darkness. If it's anything like a lonely corridor or the isolation of a time-out chair, you want to avoid it at all costs. The good news is that indeed we can avoid it because Jesus took our, your, and mine, and yes, Randy's punishment on himself. Our shame was on Jesus. He still has the marks to show for it. His will be the only wounds in heaven. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you.